Welcome to SL Advisors Talks Energy. I'm Simon Lack. At SL Advisors, we invest in energy infrastructure. We read about energy. We talk to people in the energy sector. We write about energy. We explore how the shale revolution is leading to American energy independence and how climate change is impacting how energy is produced and used. Nothing we say should be construed as a sale of securities, which can only be made through the relevant prospectus. In this week's podcast, I'm going to discuss the twin tragedy of climate extremists. The greatest threat to the United States today, China, Iran, North Korea, or Russia. Can I pick a fifth? You can pick a fifth. Climate. Climate. Yeah. The one that is bearing down on us are the consequences of climate change worldwide. We should be at zero carbon emission. We should do this and we should do this as quickly as possible. We shouldn't be looking at 2050. We should be looking at 2040, 2030. So we keep watching what climate change is doing to us as the storms get bigger, as the wildfires. Now, of course, our attention has turned to Australia. Liberal politicians have been telling us for years that climate change is the biggest existential threat facing us. We've been warned that rising sea levels will flood our cities, food production will collapse because fertile areas will dry out, global GDP will drop as we make the planet unlivable, people will die. As if that's not enough, the IMF last year warned that incomes would drop by over 10% by the end of this century unless the world confronts this crisis. The world is going to end in 12 years if we don't address climate change. And your biggest issue is your your biggest issue is how are we going to pay for it? And like this is the war. This is our World War Two. As we sit in coronavirus lockdown, I have a couple of thoughts. One is that now the world faces a real crisis. It's immediate. And at least in Western nations, it's one that has found us completely unprepared. The challenge is enormous. So we're throwing trillions of dollars at the problem. Trillions. We are willingly accepting the destruction of entire sectors of our economy. The worst recession any of us has ever seen, even while we thought 2008 would be the worst that it could be. On top of enormous wealth destruction, we're also enduring global house arrest the biggest loss of liberty in America's history. The other day, I was cycling the two miles from my home to my office where I work alone because everyone else is working remotely. I cycled through the park and a police officer politely asked me to leave immediately because in New Jersey, even the parks and forests are closed. This is how America responds to a crisis. We throw everything at it. We accept unbelievable restrictions on our way of life. When we face a real threat, we go after it with everything we've got. So let's turn to climate extremists, because there are two tragedies about them that the pandemic has made clear. Climate extremists have lectured us for years on impending doom, most of them without thinking at all about the cost-benefit analysis of their policies, which is why the Green New Deal and the other more extreme solutions they've hammered away at were never enacted. In fact, the level of our response to coronavirus shows how utterly inconsequential all those climate activists have been. The cost and disruption we incurred for climate change is nothing compared with what we're doing to fight the pandemic. 
when we face a real crisis, we act. They never persuaded us that we faced a crisis. For most of us who thought about it, this was always more of a long-term problem to be solved. It wasn't a crisis. They failed in trying to get their extreme policies enacted. So one of the tragedies is that for all the media attention, the hand-wringing of celebrities worrying about the planet before getting back on that private jet, the civil disobedience to protest basically how we lived using energy today, in spite of all of this, the change in society was virtually zero compared with what we're going through now with coronavirus. Because now we know what a crisis looks like. Compared with this, climate extremists were tragically ineffective, fortunately. The second tragedy is that climate extremists utterly believed in their mission. They were trying to save humanity. This is a noble calling when you dedicate your time and effort to trying to save others. This is a truly selfless act. It's what gives protesters such complete conviction that their goals are worthy. They have our best interests at heart, even if the rest of us are too stupid or uninformed to see it. They have a religious conviction that they're right. So the second tragedy about climate extremists is that for all their concern about humanity, they missed the thing that actually hit us. None of us worried about a pandemic, and we should have. There are thousands of hours of politicians talking about climate change and almost none warning about a pandemic. We all miss this, but most of us didn't go around claiming that our policies would protect the world. No challenge poses a greater threat to future generations than climate change. Climate change is a real issue. We should look at real practical solutions, but it's not the only threat we face, and it sure doesn't look like our biggest one, so it shouldn't have got all the attention. Too many of our political leaders were too focused on this one threat and didn't give enough thought to others, like a pandemic. It's been recognized as the biggest global health threat of the 21st century, and it's not happening somewhere else. It's all around us, yet it's almost invisible. Our air, drinking water, food supply and shelter are all at risk. Climate change is not a distant concern. It's a catastrophe already underway. That's from the World Health Organization. They describe global warming as the biggest global health threat of the 21st century. These are the people who are supposed to be focused on a pandemic. The IMF said that if we didn't confront global warming, global GDP per capita, which is roughly the world's average income, would drop by 10% over 81 years. Yes, over 81 years, three generations. Coronavirus is doing that now. It might happen in April. If you're gonna tell people that the world as we know it will end, unless everyone adopts my really expensive and unpleasant policies to confront this existential threat, you'd better be sure that you're focused on the right threat. So the second tragedy about climate extremists is that they missed the big one. In the future, we're gonna spend a lot of money preparing for the next coronavirus. We'll deal with this one, but we weren't ready for it. So we're learning just how expensive and terrible it is to be unprepared. 
scientists will probably warn us about worse kinds of virus, and we'll prepare for those too. It'll mean spending money we didn't think we'd have to spend. Now that we know what our biggest threat really is, it'll be our priority. We'll make sure that we never have to go through this experience again. And until we're fully prepared for the next pandemic, global warming will be a problem for another day. Climate extremists have spent years trying to save humanity. They didn't make much difference, and they missed humanity's real threat. Greta Thunberg, the high school dropout misled by her parents. The Greta who told us, how dare you at the United Nations for not doing what she wanted. Greta is gone. Thank you for listening to SL Advisors Talks Energy. To find more episodes like this one, go to our website, sl-advisors.com. There you can sign up for our blog, watch videos and webinars. Follow us on iTunes and Spotify and follow us on Twitter at Simon Lack.